I will begin uh, with not my earliest memory of His Holiness Tamal Krishna Goswami, but with uh, w one that uh, went quite deeply uh, into my memory. And this was on the occasion of Srila Prabhupada's Vyasa Puja in London in 1977. Some of you may know Srila Prabhupada made this incredible journey despite uh, his health condition from Vrindavan to London in September of 1977. And uh, it was the time of Janmashtami and Srila Prabhupada's Vyasa Puja. So we were all blessed uh, with Prabhupada's personal presence uh, for his Vyasa Puja event. And what I especially re remember from that event is Srila Prabhupada sitting in his... Um, makeshift palanquin the devotees had made to carry him because he was no longer walking uh, in the room in the manner which is uh, used as now it's a kind of reception room and st standing immediately next to Srila Prabhupada uh, and facing all of us who were facing Srila Prabhupada, was Tamal Krishna Goswami. And Tamal Krishna Maharaj <coughs> was requested to, <coughs> to speak the life story of, of Srila Prabhupada. And so imagine yourself being in a similar situation uh, being in the presence of your guru, especially your guru, who it's clear to everyone is preparing to leave the world. So in that situation, Tamal Krishna Maharaj very nicely told uh, the whole story of Srila Prabhupada's life as he had heard from Srila Prabhupada. Uh, in the course over the years uh, during conversations. Sometimes Prabhupada would say something about his life in a lecture. Um, but uh, it, was, it was so interesting to see how he would sometimes look over to Srila Prabhupada to, to get confirmation uh, if he was speaking properly, if he was representing Srila Prabhupada properly. And Prabhupada would turn slightly and gesture with his head. He would nod, yes, it is like that. Yes, it is. it was like that. And what we could see from that uh, exchange was uh, a, a deep mutual appreciation, I would say, especially, of course, to Malkrishna Maharaj, deep appreciation, profound appreci appreciation of Srila Prabhupada. His, uh, the fact that he knew so much about Srila Prabhupada's life at that time, uh, I, I think most of us knew very little about Prabhupada's life before he came to America. Uh, so that was um, a very striking, striking moment uh, for me and I think for many other devotees. I would say, though, that my relationship with Tamal Krishna Goswami really began in 1995. I met him in Gainesville, Florida. Uh, and we were chatting, and the, the subject came up about my service and my future. Uh, 
And I explained to him that um, His Holiness Sri Ayananda Goswami was encouraging me to go back to university. And I was, I was uh, not certain what to do. I was thinking it's an interesting idea, but in those days especially, um, this was uncharted territory for devotees. Anyway, we were discussing, and as I explained uh, how um, Maharaj Ridainanda Maharaj was encouraging me, I mentioned how devotees in Mayapur were encouraging me to be involved in the establishment of a Mayapur university, which Srila Prabhupada had spoken of wanting. And the devotees in Mayapur, I was objecting and saying that I don't have any academic qualifications, so how can I be involved in that? And the devotees in Mayapur were saying, oh, don't worry about that. Uh, for, for scholars, for professors, we will simply bring we will bring retired professors from India, from especially Calcutta, and they will teach in our university. They will be attracted, and so on. And when I reported that to Tamal Krishna Maharaj, he kind of slammed his fist on the table in front of him in a very forceful way and said, that's what's wrong with Mayapur. They're still thinking like hippies. <laughs> and in, in the same breath, he said, you should go back to university. And he said it with such... Uh, there was no doubt in his mind, and then suddenly there was no doubt in my mind that this is what I should do. So it was very soon after that that I went back to university and it was very soon after that that Tamal Krishna Goswami uh, registered uh, at uh, Southern Methodist University in Dallas. And then uh, that over the next few years, uh, I was fortunate to be very much in contact with Goswami Maharaj especially because of his interest to, uh, to be connected with another devotee who was uh, going through a similar process that he was. So <clears throat> Goswami Maharaj would call me on the phone. I was at University of California, Santa Barbara. He was in Dallas. And he would call me up and say, So? What's going on? What's happening? How is it going with your studies? What kind of issues are coming up in your classes? He would kind of interrogate me that way. And he would report uh, the same about his own experience. And in this way, we, we were sharing notes, so to say, and this continued as eventually Goswami Maharaj uh, finished in Dallas and proceeded to Cambridge in the UK. I finished in California and proceeded to Oxford in the UK. Then uh, we a little bit changed our program. Instead of speaking by phone, I would go to Cambridge for a weekend, about once a month and spend the weekend with Goswami Maharaj in his, uh, his wonderful house, the Willow House, as it was called. Uh, and again, we would discuss, and we would discuss, and we would question, what are we doing, and what is the purpose of all of this? And this leads me to a general point I want to uh, express appreciation about Goswami Maharaj is how, how utterly consequential he was 
Uh, he was with every every move he made, everything he undertook. He was uh, utterly and completely serious and consequential. Uh, whatever he would do uh, had to be first class, and it uh, it had to be significant. It had to, yeah, it had to have a purpose. And the bigger purpose that he saw for himself, I would say, and I've writ- written about this in uh, an article that I wrote about him called A Tremendous Connection, Reflections on TKG's Final Visit to Bhaktivedanta Manor. His bigger purpose, we can say, was to help us devotees in ISKCON to understand and appreciate the tremendous connection that we have with uh, the Gaudiya Vaishnava tradition, uh, first and foremost, of course, with Srila Prabhupada, but also uh, the previous Acharyas. Uh, and I explain in this article because I'm speaking about this uh, final visit and its significance and the talk that Goswami Maharaj gave at that time uh, because that time, that day was Vasant Panchami. It was a day of uh, remembering the appearance and disappearance of several Acharyas it was also the day of Goswami Maharaj's, uh, of his uh, initiation into sannyas 30 years before. And so in the course of his talk, he is sort of weaving together um, all of these uh, elements for himself and also for his audience uh, in, in wonderful ways. Um, as I said, he was uh, very consequential in his actions, and one evidence of this, I would say, is the impact that he had in the academic world. And one indicator of this impact is the issue of the Journal of Vaishnav Studies that was dedicated to his memory. Um, uh, Satiraj Prabhu, Stephen Rosen, who is the chief editor of the journal since 25 years or something now, he decided to dedicate one issue uh, of the journal to Tamal Krishna Goswami. And the articles in this journal are all by the different scholars who uh, were impacted by Tamal Krishna Goswami. There are uh, 12 articles, including my own, and a 13th article, which is uh, Tamal Krishna Goswami's article that he had uh, begun with uh, Ravi Gupta, Radhika Raman Prabhu, called Krishna and Culture, what happens when the Lord of Vrindavan moves to New York City? This was uh, the title of this article. And I would say that uh, much of Tamal Krishna Goswami's personal reflections, which he wrote about, uh, especially in his book, um, a Hare Krishna at Southern Methodist University. He's reflecting on his own life. And so we might say that all of these reflections together uh, could be called what happens when a, an American uh, young person in the uh, middle of the 20th century moves to Vrindavan. So the kind of inverse uh, of this article, which he actually wrote. Uh, and this reflection 
of Tamal Krishnamaraj was inseparable from his reflections about the meaning, the significance uh, of our movement as it is spreading all over the world. Uh, the significance of being rooted in the tradition of uh, all the Vaishnava Acharyas and uh, finding roots now in the West. This was very much a concern of Tamal Krishna Goswami. This was very much part of the reason, uh, I would say integral to his reason, why he ventured into uh, the academ academic world. Um, I'll just end with uh, a, a small uh, humorous, somewhat humorous exchange I had with him soon after he moved to Cambridge and began working on his doctoral research and writing, and soon after I uh, settled in, well, I had been in Oxford a bit longer, he called me up and he said, he said, um, you know, I was beginning to I, I was studying Sanskrit in Dallas as part of my undergraduate course. I, I did one year of formal study of Sanskrit, and, uh, and that was, that was um, it was very, I enjoyed it very much, and I did very well. As we know, Tamal Krishnamaraj was excellent in everything. He was the best student of his main professor in Dallas. Uh, that professor t reported that he had been his best student in 35 years of teaching. Um, he said, but now the work I'm doing does not require uh, Sanskrit because I'm, I'm researching about Srila Prabhupada. I'm writing about Srila Prabhupada and his work in the English language, but I'm worried that I'm going to lose what I have learned. I'm going to forget what I've learned of Sanskrit. So what should I do? He was asking me for advice, as he would often do. He would ask devotees for advice uh, on so many things. He would consult. So he asked me, what should I do? So I, I made a few suggestions. I said, well, Maharaj, if you, you know, just, you were working on the uh, Brahma Samhita, so why not now take that and uh, make an analysis, a, san a, a grammatical analysis of every verse of uh, Brahma Samhita? No, that's not it. Uh, why don't you... You know, I gave two, three, four suggestions of what he might do to keep through self-study, doing, uh, keeping up his Sanskrit. And each one he rejected. He said, no, no, that's not going to work. Finally, he said, the only way that I'm going to be able to keep up the Sanskrit practice is if there is money in it. <laughs> I said, Maharaj, what do you mean? I said, he said, if you and I, if you will agree, then we'll make a deal. You're working also on Sanskrit. I'm, if I, so if each of us promises that every day we will be spending a certain amount of time working on her Sanskrit, that if one day we miss, then the person who misses has to has to admit, and has to pay the other of us a certain amount for that day missed. And I said, yeah, okay, why not? <laughs> and we then we discussed how much should we pay, and we started with one pound. And Maharaj said, 
No, 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 come on, one pound, that's nothing, it's no point, that's useless. So we ended up, it was going to be five pounds, five pounds if you missed. And then Mars said, but let's make this for five days a week, okay, not seven, because, you know, things come up. So five days, all right, five days a week, and for how long? 45 minutes. Okay, 45 minutes. So this was the deal. And it was concluded when Mara said, and you can be 100% sure that I am never going to have to pay you uh, for this. I'm never going to miss a day because I will never stoop down to paying you for this. <laughs> so that was kind of, uh, you know, nice, sweet exchange we had. We, we did keep it up uh, for, um, I don't know, several months, uh, and then uh, circumstances changed. So my last conversation with Tamal Krishna Goswami, he was again, asking me for advice. He wanted to get some ideas how to write the final chapter of his doctoral dissertation. Um, and I had no idea because uh, he was writing about Srila Prabhupada and Raga Nuga Bhakti, how to write that chapter. So uh, that was our final conversation. He was living... Uh, in Oxford, by that time, he did not come back as we expected him the day we expected him. Krishna had another plan. Uh, but I want to say that the book, uh, the final writing of him, uh, which um, was completed finally, eventually, by uh, His Grace Garuda Prabhu, A Living Theology of Krishna Bhakti, essential teachings of A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada is um, Goswami Maharaj's, we can say, magnum opus, and certainly it deserves uh, all attention by uh, all of us devotees uh, appreciating how he was attempting to reach out uh, to the educated audience, uh, the wider world, to give them appreciation uh, of Srila Prabhupada and the wonder, wonderful tradition of Krishna Bhakti that uh, Srila Prabhupada gave, gave us all. So I will stop there. Srila Tamal Krishna Goswami Maharaj Ki Jai. Hare Krishna. Thank you so much. It's very, very interesting to hear from you being in his the same field of uh, exploration, I mean, accomplishment rather, the, the studies. And that, uh, so nice to have you with us, Maharaj, that you actually, because you know what it means. You know, uh, yeah, it's, you, know, you did so many studies and you accomplished things. I'm sure he was delighted to have your company. Um, personally, uh, actually, uh, I heard that His Holiness Giridari Swami is not there yet, so you can carry on. Oh. And, uh, <laughs> yes, I don't know how long, but uh, uh, we would like to hear more. So oh. I, I just wanted to say, ask you, I actually was fortunate to visit uh, Goswami Maharaj at Willow House. But of oh, course, yes. many have not. So could you maybe, maybe if it's not too... Uh, you know, if it's it's to your liking, could you express a little bit what was the feeling of that house? I mean, what what was it like? What do you remember of it? Because we had okay. photo. I mean, we had video yesterday of the beautiful Dallas Temple, but uh -huh. uh, very few people have visited Goswami Maharaj there. So, could you give us some of your? <laughs> okay, somehow it 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 very much fit to Goswami Maharaj's character. Uh, this was a house that had been built in the 1930s. Uh, it, was, uh, design, it was designed by an architect. It was in this Art Deco 
style. Uh, and it was very spacious, and it had uh, a very large garden uh, space around it. It was um, a very elegant house. I never dared to ask how much they were paying rent for it. I, I th thought it must be a fortune. Of course, uh, devotees, especially uh, one lady, as I understood, uh, was financing it. Sorry? Malasaki. Yes, Shamala Saki. Nursing agency. And yes, yes. You know, getting good revenue, and she was paying for the Willow House. She paid towards the studies. She was financing practically the whole thing, as far yeah, as I yeah. understand. Yeah, very glorious service. Yeah. Yeah, so um, what more can I say about that house? Um, the thing was, though, he, he had all facility... But as we know, Tamal Krishna Goswami loved to have devotee association, and there were just not very many devotees in the uh, Cambridge area. So he, he had his servant and his secretary with him, staying with him. <laughs> uh, Sarvabhoma Prabhu, I'll never forget later they, when they came to... Um, to Oxford, and, and this was the point. He finally moved to Oxford uh, just to get more company of devotees. He didn't need to be in Cambridge anymore. He could finish his dissertation in Oxford. But one one time in Oxford, maybe Sarvabhoma won't mind my saying, Sarvabhoma was... He's oh, he's online. Oh, please forgive me, but... Can you come on, uh, like, with your screen on, if you're able to, Sarvabhoma Prabhu? I see you. Okay. <laughs> so, go ahead. Where is he now? So, Sarvabhoma, there he is. Well. You're a moderator. Can you show Sarvabhoma? It's His name is Peter Medley. Please show him on the screen. I see. I see. Yes. I mean, for everybody, because oh. uh, he's not on the broad screen, I think. Yeah. If, uh, yeah. Yeah, this person, this this uh, Sarvabhoma Prabhu, he's a saint. Yes, there he is, Jai Prabhu. He, nice to see you, Hare Krishna. Yes, yeah, Sarvabhoma has has a heart of gold, has a heart of gold, and sometimes, sometimes he was, as we say in America, a little spaced out in his service, and this was not appreciated <laughs> by TKG. <laughs> so I remember one time Goswami Maharaj said, when I finish my dissertation and finish my degree, Sarvabhoma and I are getting a divorce. Didn't he say that? You were present, wasn't it? That sounds about right. Sounds about right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but he was there and he stuck it out. You know, he, he I, did? I, I, yeah. I came he, to visit and I saw how hard he was working. And he, he, was, he, was res, he, was res, he was resilient. I think, I think a lot of others would have run away because, as we know, Goswami Maharaj could be really heavy. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes it was embarrassing to me because, as we also know, uh, Goswami Maharaj was was a real connoisseur of of prasadam and. Uh, he had high, high standards. Prasadam had to be first class. Everything had to be first class. <clears throat> and if something was not quite right in the prasadam, you'd be there with Goswami Maharaj taking prasadam, and he would call in the cook, and he would give the sauce. <laughs> And you'd want to say, Maharaj, it's not bad. It's okay, you know. It's all... <laughs> but no, he would, 
he would do that. Um, yeah, what more? Maybe, maybe I could read uh, a short paragraph. This was uh, Goswami Maharaj, Maharaj's part of his declaration uh, when he made application to go uh, back to the university, because I think it's very, very significant. Um, or is Giri Hari Maharaj there now? Okay. So um, I I think this came toward the end of his uh, sort of self declaration for the application. He says, "Time is running out. I have perhaps another twenty years to serve." This was in 1995. He said this. I must seriously consider how I can best use this remaining time. Our movement is now firmly established. Hare Krishna is a household word around the world. Yet I think that we are still largely misunderstood by others. Rooted in their own cultures and traditions, they often find our ways strange. To help them understand, we must first seek to know them, to know them better, their history, their mores, their faiths, to transmit the finer aspects of Krishna consciousness. We must first educate our own members, an intelligent, learned clergy with broad educational backgrounds, will be able to relate our teachings and traditions to those of other persuasions. Both will be benefited. Uh, and I go on to mention that I think uh, Goswami Maharaj was seeing himself as wanting to become uh, part of a learned clergy, and therefore he was taking these steps. But of course, what he wanted as a result of all this was uh, to establish uh, at least one institution for devotees, a Vaishnava college or university um, in India, not exactly in Mayapur, uh, he wanted something maybe between Kolkata and Mayapur, but he wanted to facilitate a place for devotees uh, so that our society would also develop uh, a, a learned clergy, as he put it. Um, yes, I, I could mention one more uh not direct memory, but something that Goswami Maharaj describes in some detail in his book, Servant of the Servant. Um, and to that, more generally, maybe, I, I do want to say that, uh, of course, most, if not all of you who are listening now, have great appreciation of Goswami Maharaj as an author. Uh, but I want to... Uh, call your attention if you haven't already noted the wide variety of his writing. I mentioned already the academic work that he did. Um, there's also this book, Servant of the Servant, which is, we can say, autobiographical, but essentially meant to glorify Srila Prabhupada. Uh, there is his drama of Lord Jagannath, which uh, was really very um, innovative uh, because he was <laughs> he he was um, it was also a scholarly work because he was drawing from uh, the tradition of uh, of Sanskrit drama in order to write his own drama which then he uh, continued with his, uh, his, his drama 
about the departure of Srila Prabhupada, TKG's diary. Uh, and then again, I mentioned before his um, largely autobiographical book, A Hare Krishna at Southern Methodist University, in which he included uh, several of his uh, assignments that he had written for different um, classes that he had taken. And in those articles, he is often uh, autobiographical in a very candid way and um, a very amazing way. Also, his book, Reason and Belief, which grew out of that same uh, time and, uh, and scholarship work at uh, Southern Methodist University. Uh, but uh, finally, I want to mention his, uh, his novel, and actually we can say two novels, yes, Back Home, and the previous one, uh, the one before this, uh, he wrote the story of Li Guangxi, uh, Shi, Li Guangxi. Um, and if you have not read these, I can only say 50% um, of your life is wasted. No, uh, <laughs> they're really well done. The second one uh, is co-authored uh, with... Um, Kalachanji Prabhu, Karl Herzig, who is the younger brother of Tamal Krishna Goswami, uh, who is a professor of English and English literature um, at uh, Iowa, Iowa State University, I believe it is. Both um, very amazing books and very inspiring, and I can say that just a few days ago I received uh, an email from a young uh, new devotee in Beijing. He is uh, just very early in the process, and he has read, I'm not sure which of the two he has read, um, but he uh, was deeply moved by this book, and he said basically, this has changed his life, which is exactly what Tamal Krishnamaraj wanted. He wanted to write a book uh, for Chinese people to be able to catch what is the what it is to be a devotee, what it is to practice devotion, and at the same time uh, to not ignore their own traditions uh, of Chinese culture. And for this, uh, Goswami Maharaj did a lot of research also. He, he, was, he was consequential <laughs> in everything he did. Yes. I, I remember reading or hearing that uh, as a young, younger man, teenager, he already was interested in China. Uh-huh. That's interesting. Well, I'm sure you know the story of how it happened that he started, how Srila Prabhupada sent him there. <laughs> uh, he had been leading the Radha Damodar uh, traveling party in America. They had uh, a large number. They had six of these full-length buses. They had several smaller. They had more than a hundred devotees. Um, but uh, for whatever reason, Tamal Krishnamaraj was asked to, uh, to step away from that service. And then he had a conversation with Srila Prabhupada where uh, Goswami Maharaj was, yeah, he was... Uh, it was unclear to him, what am I supposed to do now? He had really dedicated himself to that service, and now, in effect, you could say the service was taken away from him. So what am I supposed to do now? Maybe I should just go to China. <laughs> and Srila Prabhupada was, and he was saying it as a joke. 
You know, like this was like, maybe I should just go to the moon and preach on the moon. And he was saying it as a joke. Prabhupada was completely silent. And Goswami Maharaj saw that Prabhupada is now taking seriously what he just said as a joke. So so Goswami Maharaj said, Prabhupada, I was just joking. And Prabhupada said, Vaishnavas don't joke. <laughs> of course, Vaishnavas do joke, but what he meant by that was when a Vaishnav speaks, uh, there's significance to that. And so Prabhupada immediately took that as Krishna speaking through Goswami Maharaj that yes, he should go to to China. <laughs> and so Prabhupada said, yes, you should go to China. <laughs> and that's how it all started. Isn't there, a, that, that's the same incident, I believe, that, um, that uh, so Prabhupada, he didn't want to go. And then uh, Srila Prabhupada, he, and he said, I'm, I'm not going, I'm not doing it. And then Srila Prabhupada was putting on his tilak, and Goswami Maharaj was watching, and Srila Prabhupada, his finger, you know, he became so angry, that his finger was shaking as he was putting on the tilak. <laughs> and and then, then he said, either you, uh, you go to China, or I take everything away from you, and you can just sit down in Mayapur and chant. <laughs> and I that, had heard that. I had forgotten about that, yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Actually, I think the, the Srila Prabhupada didn't say anything when he said it, but the, the next day or later the day, then Prabhupada gave him this thing, because then, then his, uh, Trivikram Swami came to him, to, to go summarize to uh, and said Srila Prabhupada wants to see you. And Srila uh-huh. Prabhupada Swami was preaching in the Orient. And uh, Tamakrish yeah. Maharaj was thinking, oh, oh. So, and, and, and as Maharaj was approaching him, he said, Boy, I'm not going, I'm not going. So he already felt something was up. <laughs> and then he came to the room and then Prabhupada told him and, and he said he wouldn't do it. And then, yeah, but he surrendered, as he always did. They always surrender yeah. to Prabhupada. What a wonderful <laughs> example and what an amazing result uh, for those devotees who missed the session of yesterday. We started yes. in the morning with His Grace Eka Chakradas and uh, Her Grace Eka uh, Janava Devidasi, and who's yeah. a Chinese lady who translated practically the whole Srimad Bhagavatam, Krishna book, Bhagavad Gita, yes. all the small books. I mean, yeah, yes, yeah. China has opened up and it was... Again, as you were describing, Maharaj, also this amazing uh, feat of opening up this this huge communist country to Krishna consciousness, there was a lot of strategy. Uh, Goswami Maharaj was studying the culture, even the the, the time. There was a time when he he said, okay, I'm going to do it. And Srila Prabhupada was still on the planet. And Srila Prabhupada said, uh, somewhere they came to the conclusion, this is not the right time. So it wasn't, he was determined, but he wasn't a tank. You know, he was also a strategist. He thought, okay, then it's not yeah, the time. Yeah. But then he didn't give up on it. Later on, he did it very successfully. Yes. Uh, yes. Have you seen, Maharaj, this book? Uh, of course you have, of uh, the descriptions of autumn. And with the Chinese uh, artist uh, making the drawings. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah, this was another idea that he taught how to make this cultural conquest, how to bridge the cultures with the art of the Chinese and the wisdom of the Srimad Bhagavatam. Indeed. So refined. (laughs) I have uh, one more very short thing to read. Uh, It's Tamal Krishna Goswami himself, if, uh, if I may. Uh, he spoke this, this was part of his uh, speaking at Bhaktivedanta Manor on that Basant uh, Panchami day, and he is speaking about his taking sannyas in Jaipur uh, 30 years before. 
And after he received sannyas, he, he went immediately out preaching. And some days later, he came back. And here, uh, Goswami Maharaj says, Prabhupada cleared the room, sent everybody out. Then he asked me how the preaching was. And I told him how it was in Amnabad. Then he did a very touching thing at the end. He got up from behind his little desk and he came over to me and took me in his arms. He pressed me very tightly. He put his head on one side of my head, then on the other side, and then the other side again. And he said, quote, Now, take that sannyas mantra in your heart, keep it always in your heart, and go and preach everywhere. I explain just after this that uh, I consider this moment as the completion of the sannyas initiation that Prabhupada had initiated some days before. So that blessing Prabhupada gave, that unreserved blessing uh, is... Uh, something I cherish uh, thinking about, re remembering. I wasn't there to see, but uh, to remember this, what uh, Goswami Maharaj reports to us. Yeah, and don't you find that it's so magnanimous that he would share such a thing even? Yes. I mean, it's really like he was already noticing that Prabhupada is sending everybody out, that that hardly ever happens. What's going to happen now? It's like it's really intimate. It was just meant for him, actually. Yeah. But as a Vaishnava who's like non-envious and wants to share the best he has and he's yes. received, he actually just writes that down and he shares it. And it's very, I mean, it's inspiring you. It's inspiring me. It's, it can inspire anybody now because it's, it's public, kind of. It's available. Yes. Yes. That, that also says uh, a lot. That also I, I heard, I was not there yet, but the, uh, the God brothers and the God sisters of uh, Sri Krishna, the devotees in the time of Sri Prabhupada's physical presence, many of them also appreciated that, yes, he took a lot of service, he, took, he had positions, but he was also very um, expert in involving others, like he did with the Radha Damodar, a party when he had made so many devotees, you know, Prabhupada was questioning whether he should actually continue to preach or come back to India to manage again because it was impossible to replace him apparently at some point. So Prabhupada wanted him back, but he said that he I'm preaching and it's very significant. <laughs> Prabhupada, what is that preaching? You know, <laughs> preaching means results. And then somehow or other it was all orchestrated that he asked all these devotees coming in, the new bhaktas, like d d dozens, you know, and all of them were all fresh, shaved up, all in orange, and they all offered Prabhupada rose and then full dandabats. Yeah. So, and then Prabhupada was beaming that this is results, you know, and then he allowed yeah. him to stay at Radhadawada party. Yeah. Uh, so so it was he was never uh, he was forceful. He was powerful. He was uh, impossible sometimes to 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 stand, but he was yes. always doing it for the higher good, uh, for for spreading Krishna consciousness. Yes, Very and he way. was consequential. <laughs> yes. I see that uh, Bhaktivedya Purna Swami Maharaj has, yes. has come. Yes, I see it too. So um, I want to. Sincerely, thank you very much, Krishna Ksetra Maharaj, Your Holiness, for also giving more of your time, which you didn't plan to when you, you were scheduled for like half hour ago. So we really appreciate all of us, appreciate your extra time and your uh, very meaningful readings also. And uh, for those of you who haven't seen it, I posted in the chat the link to that lecture that Maharaj is referring to as it is posted on the TKG TM 
uh, website. Ah, very nice. Yeah. So the link is in the chat. If you're curious now, click on it and you can hear the whole presentation. So um, that's good. Uh, well, yeah. my, my thanks to you, Rati Manjari Mataji, and uh, to all the devotees. Thank you, uh, Mataji, for your kind uh, encouragement to keep speaking. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I have more. I want more, but anyway, we have to stick to the to the schedule and respect yes. everybody. Perhaps another time you can come and speak more, as I'm sure you have much more. And you look also. I like how you draw in different written things. I never heard of this application of Maharaj to SMU. Is, is that a public document? Is that somewhere or is that in your private? Um, I don't know. I, I don't even remember how I got uh, the portion which I incorporated in my article that some years ago. Okay. Uh, we where could, can we get that article? Can we read it? Is it public or? It's, uh, it's in the Journal of Vaishnav Studies, uh, yeah. volume 11, number 2, uh, spring 2003. Is it digital also? Um, I, I have an unofficial digital copy. <laughs> oh. okay. I don't know if I'm allowed to share it. <laughs> but uh, how, how would we find out? Well, uh, Satyaraj Prabhu, he is the uh, editor of the journal. So I think okay. he would be the person to ask. All right. I'm writing it down. I hope to get to it soon. Thank you so much. And Thank uh, you. accept our humble obeisances. Thank you. Have a wonderful weekend and stay around if you can, Maharaj. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hare Krishna. Hare.